This week we are kicking back one of the best and certainly one of the most complete strikers our game has ever seen. I mean, he's partnered the likes of Ronaldo, Shevchenko and Roberto Baggio up front. We see Dan, Del Piero and others pulling the strings in behind. Happens to be the top scoring Italian at the FIFA World Cup and happens to have a fun-loving, brilliant personality. Thrilled to say we're kicking back with the one and only Christian Bobo Vieri. Christian Vieri, there you are, you handsome fella. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I've missed you, man. A lot has happened uh, in the last year since we last saw each other. I think we had dinner this week last year. Said our goodbyes. Both moved cities. You welcomed a new baby, Isabel, into a mad world in the midst of a coronavirus in Italy. How have you been? Like, it's been a wild time for you. Yeah, it's uh, in the last year, you know, everything's changed. You moved uh, to Atalanta. I moved back to Milan. Had another baby, uh, you know, in the middle of the coronavirus. Uh, didn't go with my wife to the hospital. Wow. Didn't, you know, I wasn't there while the baby was born. So it was hard. I went about two hours after the baby was born. I went to say hello one minute from like 10 meters away. And that's it, you know. And, you know, we were stuck in here for two and a half months without going out. So it wasn't easy. Uh, but now, you know, since what was it, two weeks ago, we can start going out. You've got your mask, you know, the gloves. So, you know, you can at least start going out. So I take Stella, uh, the bigger daughter, I take her out nearly every morning, an hour and a half on the bicycle, just, you know, just to get some air, for, just to get some fresh air, you know? Yeah, she's at a fun age because her and my son James are only, I think, a couple of months apart. It's a fun age, yeah. isn't it? Crazy age, man. You need a lot of energy. You need a lot of energy. <laughs> hey, gone for the days of you playing football every day on Miami Beach and a bit of tennis afterwards. Now you're, you're a full-time dad and uh, it's a different world all of a sudden. But tell me, in terms of being a dad, what, what's your biggest goal of being a father? Like, what, when you think about it, when you actually sit down and weigh up these two girls and three girls and your wife, Costi, as well, you know, they're looking at you and you're, the, you're the, the main man in the family. Like, what's your goal as a father? Well, listen... Uh... Uh, it's, uh, it, it's my biggest satisfaction in my life, you know, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, I was, you know, practically single. <laughs> I met my wife that I already knew for 10 years. You know, we just, we just started going out after, you know, three months she was pregnant, you know, and everything changed so quickly in my life, you know? So it's the biggest accomplishment in my life, having two children. Now I know what, when my mother used to say, you're going to understand everything when you got children, you know? Now I understand her, you know. Now I like I live for for my two girls, you know. I try to make make them stay good, you know. You try to teach them every day. You try to be a good father. You try to be good parents. You know. You know what I'm talking about. So it's not an easy job. It's not an easy job, and you know, it's sometimes it's very very hard, you know. Uh, like when they don't sleep. Like yesterday, Stella, she screamed the whole day, from seven in the morning to nine o'clock at night. She screamed. It was crazy because yesterday she was jealous of Isabel, you know. It's just like that, you know. So it's not an easy job, but it, it's, it's, it's still wonderful. This is probably going to be the toughest time of your life in the midst of a coronavirus. So once you're getting through it, that's okay. Uh, Boba, let's go back. I want to ask you something about when you were 21. In fact, do you remember your 21st birthday? No, man. I think I did a party somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but the, the time, I, know. I was looking at the dates, and you were born on the 12th of July. On the 13th yeah. of July, 1994, 
Italy beat Bulgaria in the World Cup semi-final. Baggio okay. scored two. And you were between uh, Ravenna. To correct me if I'm saying this wrong, because I probably am. Uh, Ravenna. Ravenna, Ravenna yeah. and uh, Venezia. Yeah, yeah, that's the summer then. Yeah, that's the summer. When I, I played in Ravenna, we were in Serie B. Yeah. And we went to the third division, you know. We got relegated, like we went down. And uh, that year, after that year, I went to the Venezia for one year in second division. Wasn't it? Those days were hard. Those days were hard. See, see, this is what most people think about you, Bobo. They think about the world transfer fee. They think about, you know, this fun-loving character that was always at the top. And this is why I wanted to ask you about that time, because you're, you turned 21. You're in the midst of transferring from a Serie B side to a Serie B side. You're watching your idol, Roberto Baggio, at the World Cup. Four years later, you're playing alongside him and you're banging in the goals of the 98 World Cup. Insane. But at the time of being 21, you're at a make or break time in your life, I think. And yes, you had the talent, but so many players that don't have the talent or that have the talent don't make it. Was there any mentor in your life? Was there a defining moment when you, when you did make the transfer that you said, I've got to make this happen? Listen, it, it, it depends only on you, you know. Uh, you can't wait for people to, you know, to give you the pass, you know. Like, uh, it's up to you. You've got to train. You've got to, you've got to want it more than your other teammates, your, your teammates or, the, or other players that are around, you know. Trying to get in the Serie A, you know. So I did three years of Serie B, you know. Six months with Pisa. I was horrible. I scored two goals in 20 games. I was like, wow, what is this? Uh, then I went to Ravenna. I scored 12 goals. I, I did a okay competition. It was very hard. Serie B those days was very hard. But we got relegated, you know. So it was more losing than winning, you know what I mean? So it was very hard. Then I went to Venice. We were supposed to go in the Serie A because we had an amazing team. But we, we changed four coaches in one year. So a lot of ups and downs, you know what I mean? And uh, at the end of the day, it's up to, to you and, and how much you want. How much you want it, you know? And... No one's going to give you a pass. No one's going to just say, okay, I like you. You're a good kid. Let's come to Syria. It's, it's always up to you, you know. And uh, I was lucky because when I was from Venice, when I went to Atalanta in Syria, my old coach from Torino, where I did my, my youth, he used to make me play in the first team with him, you know. So he knew me. So that was the luck that I needed. A coach of, you know, the, the Torino team went to Atalanta, Mondonico, and he called me you know so I was lucky about that but for the rest you've got to it's up to you you know to 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 improve and to, and to want it more than other kids yeah I think you know that 98 World Cup when I really do think about it that path that you took between say 94 and 98 and then that ridiculous path that you took like insane ride that you went on with all with those huge transfers between say 98 and 2002 um Let's talk a little bit about one fella that I idolized as a kid. I don't know if you noticed, but the 94 World Cup, my parents got me an, an Italy uh, baseball hat and I had a ponytail down the back and I was obsessed with Baggio. I had to have the yeah. Diodora boots. Um, you were probably equally as obsessed, but you got to go and play with him. <laughs> I only got to talk. Uh, what was it like it when you first crazy. met him and, and you got to play with him? Now, it was crazy because I used to go watch him play. I used to pay a ticket $10 when I was in, in a Prato. It's near Florence. I used to go see him play every Sunday, you know. And I would say, wow, look at this player here, you know. And then after four years, you're in the World Cup, you know, and you're walking around. He says, Bob, how are you? You're talking. Then during a training session, I still remember, we're playing up front, me and him. You know, when you play the game at, you know, the, the training. And he wanted to give me a ball and he missed it. He said, sorry, Bob. Sorry, Bobo. You know, I said, okay, no worries, Robbie. 
And then I'm thinking, wow, he just said sorry to me. You know what I mean? Like, and I was thinking, I used to go see him play 10 years ago, you know? And now after eight years, what, something like that, I'm playing the World Cup with him, you know, up front. So, you know, the world's a crazy place and, you know, anything can happen. And he probably took you under your wing because you were a different player to, 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 to most. When I think back to the Italian strikers that stick in my mind, you were very different and you had it all as a number nine. You, 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 you know, the one thing that I probably didn't recognize enough over the last few years, Bobo, was your speed and getting in behind. And you forced defenses to just sit back at times because you were so fast and so powerful. And in many ways, it was probably brilliant for Baggio freeing up a bit of space for you. No, I agree. The thing is that I grew up in Australia, so we did a lot of uh, athletics, you know, 100 meters, 200 meters, the 400, 800 meters, you know, so the marathon. So I would be winning all those, all those, uh, all those races, you know, the 100 meters, the 200, the 800. I would be winning all those races. High jump, long jump, like I would have the blue ribbons, you know, they used to give you the little blue, the blue ribbon. I would have the house full of that, you know, so I would always be, a, be doing athletics. So I think I brought it. Uh, into my striking, uh, the way yeah. I was playing, you know, I was very big, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big guy, uh, but we were like, my, our, our, our team, the coaches, I would say that me, Ronaldo, we were like 100 meter sprinters, you know, because we were so big and fast, you know, so maybe doing that when I was a kid, I brought it with me, and, you know, I played that way too, so, you know, I was bigger than all the other strikers, because they used to be small in those, you know, those ages there. 20, 30 years ago, the strikers weren't that tall. And, you know, I, I was lucky just to be, you know, that big and, you know, and be that quick. So, uh, the first game I played with Baggio, he gave me the ball in front of the goals, you know, when we scored against Chile. It was just crazy. Oh, unreal. Come here. I was looking back at a highlight recently and I was like looking at a, a defender from Milan and going, who's this slouch? Who's this guy that Bobo's just tearing apart? Turns out it was Beresi. And I'm looking at this game. You remember the game when you beat Milan 6-1 six six and you scored a, you scored a brace. And you took Baresi for another one. I mean, he, he must have retired straight after that match. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, yeah, physically, you know what? When you're 23 years old, man, and you train good, you're a beast, you know? And I was playing in a fantastic team, you know? And two days later, three days later, we went to, um, to Holland, played against Ajax in the semifinals. And we won 2-1 over there. I scored a goal with Amoruso. We had 15 chances, you know? We were just like animals that year, you know? And then we lost... The, 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 the finals of the Champions League against Borussia Dortmund. But we were a very big team. Yeah. Very big team, you know. So, big players. And, you know, I was, in, uh, I was in good shape. I was feeling good. Yeah, you mentioned playing alongside Baggio. You mentioned Ronaldo as well. I think Zinedine Zidane. Was there one player throughout your career that you simply look back and think, I was in awe of that person every single day in training? I think Ronaldo was... Ronaldo, like, he was so quick, so fast. And he was, he's as big as me, eh? he's huge, eh? big legs, his neck's like this, like he's gigantic and so quick and fast, you know, and uh, you would just watch him every day and just, you'd laugh because he would do things that you would never see before, you know. So it was just amazing to train with him every day and to see how good he was, you know, it was fantastic. Come here, people may not know, well, they won't know this, but one day in uh, being sports, we're all hanging around together, we're all having a laugh and... You said, come on, let's do a dinner some night. And uh, Kevin, you're in charge. Book the restaurant. Where did we oh go? Oh, my God. That, that, re that restaurant was horrible. <laughs> the yard thing. Oh, my God. Where did we go, man? What did I bring the cultured Italian for? What did we eat again? Remind people. I don't know, man. It was Fried chicken. Fried chicken. Oh, yeah. Fried chicken. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> and my friend, my friend Lee Davide was there, right? Lippy was there with yeah. me. Yeah, oh, and your God. wife, your, you introduced your wife to us for the and, first time now. Ah, and Coco was there, right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she said to me after dinner, she said to me after dinner, Bob, well, what are you doing? Where are you taking me to dinner? <laughs> I said, man, I thought, that, I thought we were going to go to a nice Italian restaurant. I'm not going to go eat some chicken, fried chicken. So I've always said to you, look, I need to make up for that. I'll make you a good Irish meal one day. <laughs> uh, I, I have to ask about a guy who, who you played with briefly, Robbie Keane from Ireland. Um, of course. And him arriving over, Robbie never lacked confidence, did he? Like he was a confident fella, especially as a young yeah. player. And I remember when he made the move to uh, to Inter Milan from England. Like he played at Wolves and Coventry and, and Leeds. And next thing he goes to Inter Milan, it was such a big deal, both in the UK and especially in Ireland. But for you guys, you're in a team with who was it? Ricoba, yourself, Morano. You're probably looking at him going, "Who's this fella?" Of course, like uh, was it was it me, Ronaldo, Ricoba. Zamorano, I think. Uh, I don't know if Baggio was still there. I don't remember. And, you know, so who's this, who's this, uh, this Irish guy here? Who's he? You know, who is he? Uh, you know, we knew that he, was, he had uh, a, a big future in front of him because he was, I think, 18 or 20, something like that. I don't remember now. Yeah. He was a young kid, you know. So it wasn't easy for, you know, for him to come to the – it's not easy for an uh, English guy to come hang to on, the – Hang on, hang on, Bobo. Go back there. Not easy for what? Say it again. English, Irish, all those guys. Just at least those guys that speak speak English. It's not easy for them yeah. to come to to the Italian culture. You know, the way we eat, the way we train, the way we live. You know, it's not easy. And uh, he stayed six months, I think. And he played, I think, uh, with Hakan Sukur the first game mm-hmm. uh, with entering the Champions League, the, the qualifications because we we came we we came third one year, so we had to play there qualifications to the Champions League so he like he came after four days a week or so he was playing up front with Hakan Sukur you know so it wasn't easy but you know it was still a good experience I think you know I went one day to his house he had a party I opened the fridge there's only beers inside <laughs> like I said oh okay <laughs> oh, I'll have to ask Robbie about that I mean for him I'm sure it was an unbelievable experience Went listen, obviously he had for, a great career for being, for being an Irish player and had a lot of technique. Yeah. He was yeah. good with his feet. And that's normally they have got that, right? So, so he was a player that played up front, number 10 or number nine, whatever you want, but he could score, he could give you the ball, he had amazing technique. So, you know, was, uh, well, I think one of the best players you guys, you know, Irish ha- have ever, ever had because it was just uh, like a fantasy play, you know what I mean? Like, and normally the Irish or the English is just long balls and, you know, break your head, see what happens, karate kicks and all that. And he was just, you know, had good feet, good technique. was really good. No, he certainly was. That's for sure. Hey, what was it like for you at 26 being the most expensive player in the world heading into a new millennium? You're turn of the century and, and you get that transfer to Inter Milan to go play alongside Ronaldo. On a serious note, was, was there a weight? And I know you're good with pressure. But was there a major weight hanging over you at 26 years of age, knowing you're the most expensive on planet Earth? Well, listen, first thing was good for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> I was just walking around, they're jumping on me. Uh, no, I'm joking around. Uh, yes, I had pressure, of course, you know, uh, 90 million uh, those days in 1999, you know, biggest player in the world, you know. So everyone's waiting for you to make a mistake, right? You know how it is. And I remember that uh, winter camp. And I said to myself, Bob, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fucking train good here because you gotta train in a month and a half, good. Because the first game you play, and I was gonna be at home, 
whatever happens, there's going to be 90,000 people. Yeah. You've got to score a goal. There's no, I, I hit the post, I missed it. The, the ground's no good. Pressure, the ball's not hard enough. It's, you got to score a goal at least. You score a goal, you're not going to just, you're not going to have no pressure on you anymore. On, on your shoulders, you're going to be okay. You can breathe. So I prepared mentally more than physically. Of course, physically, but mentally prepared. Prepared, and I said to Mr. Bob, in San Siro, one of the biggest and oldest stadiums in the world, where the biggest players have played. You can't make mistakes here today. You can't find any excuses. You just got to go in there, be a beast, and score. Score as many goals as you can, you know. So I was lucky that I scored three goals first game. A hat trick, and we won the game three zero. So, bit of the, the pressure off, just, huh? Bag of Jesus, man. Bit of pressure off, Bobo. <laughs> oh, it's crazy, you know. So, of course, you gonna have pressure. You know, when you play in those stadiums, you can't make mistakes. You can't stop the ball. Pro- if you don't stop the ball properly, you're gonna get eighty five thousand whistles. You know, people whistling at you. So, when you go to those places and you put those shirts on, those number nines, those number tens, you can't make mistakes. You're gonna have pressure. You, you, you mentioned before about you, you, you can't expect the right pass and things like that in games. Like I said, you, you had a very unique playing style in that you could play and, and with your back to goal and hold the ball up, bring your teammates into play, or you could run in behind as well. Easily as good at, at doing that. Brilliant in the air. Was there a team you played on? And was it that, that early inter side that you said, this is the optimal team for me? Like this team is just set up for me to succeed. You know what? I, I, it was like... Those eight, nine years, it was like, whoever, which team I was playing, I, I was feeling good. Madrid, Juve, Lazio, like I was scoring. So, like, I had a lot of confidence, you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, I knew that wherever I was going to be playing, I was going to be scoring, you know, wherever it was, you know. I knew that I was going to be playing in big teams because, you know, from Juventus to Atletico, big team. Then Lazio was a big team who won a, a cup in this cup that year. And then Inter, I knew that. Those years were going to be all big teams, you know. So I was very, very confident. Be cocky, but very, very confident. And, you know, I was, you know, young. So when you're young, you got strength. You're a beast, you know. And, you know, I was very focused on scoring, you know. So it wasn't just one team, you know. The national team, the same. I was saying, how can we not win World Cups here? We've got to win two, three World Cups here. Because we'll just... Yeah. I've never seen so many good players in one team, you know. Then after that, you need a little bit of luck. No, of course, of course. And you've been unlucky as well in your career at times, let's be honest, with injuries um, too. But when you look back now, Bobo, you're a little bit older, obviously, and you look back at the days of when you were the most expensive player in the world or when you made some big moves like the one to Juve from Atalanta. Are you very proud of everything you've accomplished on the pitch and how you handled yourself and, and got yes. through all those obstacles? Yes, I'm happy. Uh, because first thing, I always decided all my moves, you know. Uh, you're regretting Huh? You regret any? No, no. Because think about me that I have to always decide. I can't let no one decide for me because I'm gonna go nuts. Yeah. And I've, I'm, and I've, uh, I'm very, very hard on myself, you know. So uh, no one can decide for me. Uh, a bad character in the way that if someone wants to talk and tell me what to do, I go crazy. <laughs> uh, I was gonna decide, and in, when I decide, it means that in that moment that I decided, I thought about it. And for me, I think it's the best decision to make. Then maybe the decision goes good or, go, or doesn't go good. That's part of life, you know? So I don't regret anything. It's too easy to say, 
yeah, I shouldn't have gone to Monaco because that's where I broke my knee the month before the World Cup. But you can't live like that. You know, in that moment, I went there because I needed to play. I needed to play 90 minutes. So it was the right choice. And I was scoring because I scored five goals in a game. So that means that everything was going good. I broke my knee a month, you know, before the World Cup. So you can't say, ah, it was a bad mistake. You, I, don't, you can't, I don't live like that, you know, with what if I didn't break or broke. I don't live like that. I made a decision. Decision didn't end up going good. But I, th- I thought it was the right decision to make for, for me playing-wise. Yeah, it's very important, isn't it? We stand by our, our decisions with conviction in life. It doesn't matter where you go or what you do. If you believe in it at the time, go and do it. No regrets. Fair play on that front, Bobo. Uh, one of the things I, I always found working with you, uh, which I absolutely loved, was you were always early, right? To the point where it would nearly do my head in, Bobo, because y- your call time would say be 2 o'clock and you'd show up at 12.30, quarter to 1. And I'd be thinking, he's going to have to sit around now until 7 o'clock. Like, they should be telling Bobo to come in at 5 o'clock. And have them fresh, have them ready to go, and you'd be so earlier. And you were like, listen, in my life, in my career, if I was early or if I was on time, I was late. And you told a story one time about showing up for Juventus about an hour early one time, right? And it was the first time you were there. And next thing, everybody's been in the gym an hour already. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Because in soccer, you know, you say 2.30 for 3 o'clock. That means you've got to be there at 2.30 and you start at 3. So, you know, I go to Juventus. I go there at 1.30, you know, an hour before. From so that, like you know, with my my chest out, yeah. I open the gym. There's 35 people in there. <laughs> and I'm going, what's happening here? You know what I mean? And that's where I understood <coughs> what preparing, what preparing means, what being a soccer player means. It's not going there half an hour before training. It's preparing, doing all your, all the stuff you have to do. You got your program. You know, every day you gotta do everything. That's how you prepare. You do a lot of pre- prevention, so then you don't have injuries. So it's 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 you know mentally it's very hard because you know you gotta be there at twelve thirty, you, like and you you're, you're training at three, and then you finish at five, and then you gotta do all your stuff and you finish at seven. You gotta prepare everything. You gotta do every. You gotta have the, your program every day and follow everything. That's the only way you're gonna be the best, you know. So speaking I of preparation, Bobo. Uh, Bobo, I remember I used to I used to offer you a crunch bar all the time, didn't I? Before we go on air, because I'd see you sitting there, you'd be there for four hours you wouldn't have eaten. Yeah. And I'd say to you right before we go on air, I'd always say, Bobo, can I get you a crunch bar? Because I'd be thinking, I want his energy. I want his energy up. As soon as we go on air, I want no, like no, no. a sugar filled Bobo ready to go. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I always used to go there before because you know, I just used to watch the game, sit around, you know, even if I'm not I'm joking around, but I'm already thinking in the back of my head, you know, what I gotta do, you know. And I've always been good at that. I've always prepared, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I was happy with that. There's one player that stands out to me that I think is similar to you and the career you've had. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Is that a no? Is that a good thing thing or a bad thing? Haaland from Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. I I, I think his ability to get in behind, like I said, his his left foot, his ability and his mentality too. Like he's kind of playing with the reporters a little bit these days. His confidence is up. Um, Do you see similarities there too? Yeah, 100%. You know, he's a center forward, left foot like me, he's tall like me. Uh, he's very quick now because he's young, you know. So he's going to put muscles on the next 10, 10 years, you know. That's, that's normal. Uh, big goal scorer. He, he did the right decision. I read an interview. I think of his manager said that he had a couple of teams in Europe, big teams in England. But, you know, you're not going to play there. 
if you're 18. And I think he went to Borussia, for me, the biggest team in Europe for the youngsters, for the young, the young soccer players that had big quality, like Nancho, like Hakimi, like a lot, those big players. Borussia is the best team for the young, phenomenal players in the world because they play 80,000, have no stress, no pressure, they play and they're free, you know, mentally they're free. And they're, they're, they're fantastic. And I think Holland in two years, two and a half years, whatever it is, is going to be 300 million. And both you and him game. came from a father that was a professional player too, which I'm sure helps along the way too. His dad obviously course, played a, a professional level. So did your father. Yeah, yeah. No, my father, my grandfather, my brother were a bunch of lunatics <laughs> in, my, in, my, in my family. Yeah, no, no, it's important when you've got your father, you know, your brother and the family that's been playing. So, you know, when you talk, you know what you you know they know what you're talking about. You're talking the same language. If I used to speak with my friends, my friends are a bunch of dummies. They don't know nothing. They've never played. They go, yeah, yeah, you're right, but they don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? So, when you've got in the family, and when you when you need to speak, if you've got you know your teammates or your family that have played, they understand what you're talking about. Was it tough when you were younger to have friends outside the game when you were trying to focus so much and they were out having parties and maybe maybe even trying to lead you astray? at those young ages? No, man, listen, I wanted to just play soccer. I didn't care about parties, no parties. I would go party after the games on Sundays, you know? So, wasn't a Tuesday, sometimes we'd go drink with my friends. Monday, you go out, you have fun. Always in the right way. But it's, you know, you're, you're playing, you're, it's your dream come true, you know? And for me, I was playing the best sport in the world. I was on top of everyone. I was just enjoying, you know? Even when I was in the second division, you know, you're playing professional soccer. You know, so there's nothing better than that. You know what I mean? So hey, I, didn't, I didn't really care about the, the, those kids going, going out. I think back to you in Miami, and I think, you know, you, you must have watched Greece and uh, Rocky, maybe. <laughs> those two movies were on loop in your house, right? So I wanted to ask you, <laughs> if you, if you had to pick an actor to play your life in a movie about Bobo Vieri, which actor are you picking? I don't know. I can't. I can't choose Stallone because he's too small. Uh, he's he's, not, good, he's not good looking enough. Let's be honest, Bobo, and he's too old for you now. Bradley Cooper, man. Oh, you know so, who? Gerard. Listen, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. He's not big enough. Yeah. I was thinking. So I was okay, thinking Bradley, Bradley Cooper. I was thinking Ben Affleck. Maybe is is tall. He's similar build, right? Ben Affleck. But I'd say Ben Affleck has a shocking touch. So. His wife's good. <laughs> well, as long as that works. Listen, we'll leave it at that, Bo. I can't, uh, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join me here on, on Kicking Back. And, uh, no worries, man. Appreciate it, but as always, love to your three girls, Costi and the two babies, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up soon, man. Take care. Thank you. Love that chat. Bobo Vieri, an absolute legend of the game and a top-class human being. Big love, Bobo, to you and your gorgeous family. Thanks for the time. Now, if you enjoyed that chat and you like this form of conversation about our beautiful game, make sure you hit subscribe on YouTube and also on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're feeling uber generous, please leave a review and a rating as well. We've got a massive guest next week. Cannot wait for it. Until then, stay safe.